Everyone, so mashallah, the blessing of God, we're here to attend another Quran study. This is absolutely a blessing of God. And there's nothing we did good in our part, and we should be thankful to God for the blessings. And inshallah, we'll be reading from Surah 49, from starting from 6. Before we go into that, I just need to make quick notes that, you know, like the person who leads a Quran study doesn't mean that he's, whatever they're saying is right. We're all learning here. Uh, there's just one person understanding and basically well, the person who leads the, read the, uh, the verses and talks a little bit about them and we can all discuss afterward. And whatever I say, if, you know, uh, what are the mistakes and we can just go over. As I was reading these verses, there is sometimes have some confusions, uh, but in, in our previous Quran studies, we have that. So that's why I was a little bit uh, hesitant to, you know, uh, but inshallah, we'll talk about them. And basically what we learn here is uh, this is the flow, how amazingly God is talking about the Prophet Muhammad and his community and the last surah, how God is talking about the, the, the he was kicked out of Mecca and he left him basically and went to Medina. And when they were coming back, they had to fight. And when they were coming to Mecca for Hajj, there are people in Mecca, those who were disbelievers from the, when Prophet Muhammad was in Mecca. And among those disbelievers, there were some believers. So Prophet, so God was warning them that, you know, to how to recognize the believers so they don't end up hurting believers among the disbelievers. And that is very important. So this is kind of sort of God is teaching us how to behave uh, among ourselves, among non-believers. Uh, there's all limits. That's why this surah, I think, is called walls, boundaries. Uh, these are our limits that how one should act in, in, a, in a society. Uh, it basically, God is teaching us to behave in a good manner, character. You know, that's how you're gonna. Uh, if you are acting in a bad way, I mean, you think that you're a believer and you're better and you did this and that. You're acting in an arrogant way. You know, you're projecting a negative behavior on on other people, and it's gonna. They're only gonna raise their more. You know, they will become defensive. Uh, they think that we are better or. So that's why God is teaching us to be humble and be nice. Uh, because if we act in a bad way, may end up repelling other people from the path of God. And we may end up falling in those verses where they repel others from the path of God. So we need to set a good example for everyone that, you know, because that, that is not just for them. It's we are obeying God. This is how God wants us to behave, just like prophets and messengers. Uh, we learn a lot from them in the stories in the Quran and how they reacted. I mean, Abraham was reasoning with these people until they put him in the fire. And uh, so in re response, he said, you will not see uh, hatred and animosity un un until you obey God. So every action has a reaction. So when you when you see a lot of action is happening to you, that's the time when you uh, react in a hard and stern way and all the other learning but naturally God wants us to be in a, in a best behavior and many of the things may not be mentioned in this surah and about how to behave and these are like formulas uh, we should uh, when we whenever we caught ourselves in, in these kind of situations we should uh, take a step back from ourselves from our ego and remind ourselves what am I here for basically I'm here to be to obey God that's my whole goal in this life uh, I don't want to get involved with these small things that you know that God does not like. I need to, I need to do what God pleases God. So, inshallah, I'll read from the verse number six. 
I seek refuge in God from Satan the rejected in the name of God most gracious most merciful so the heading says investigate rumors before believing them and verses oh you who believe if a wicked person brings any news to you you shall first investigate lest you commit injustice towards some people out of ignorance then become sorry and remorseful for what you have done uh, so rumors as we know that you basically is is something negative going around uh, people talking about someone that is not true if you google it that's pretty much the meaning is and in in, in itself rumor we we must avoid if you see a problem in, in in the community or something we have to bring it into each other's uh, you know attention or somebody that authority or something that there is a problem just like in at workplace if there's a problem like they even tell you that don't discuss among the employees you know bring it to the, the you know administration or someone on the head this is the problem going on instead of spreading rumor and the person who you think may be causing the problem maybe he's not the one causing and he get all the blame so that's why god's protecting the innocent uh, person and so wants us to investigate another interesting thing you see is god is saying oh you who believe you know and we see that a lot in the quran god is referring to believers and you will also see god is god is saying that oh people in general and whenever you see i was going looking through the quran and whenever you see oh people this is for anyone and this is just about the basic message that oh like verse number 2221 says oh people worship only your lord the one who created you from those and those before you that is the giving the basic message and then like another example is 4174 oh people a proof has come to you from your lord we have sent down to you a profound beacon so this is oh people is generally anybody and once they accept the message and when they submit to the message they become a submitter and interestingly in the same surah god is trying to talk about what is the transition to submitter to a believer and once that person start obeying god and from submitter to becoming a believer, then these verses, then this is where God is talking to a believer. But if you, and these verses applies to believer because God is, oh, you who believe. A, a regular person who just submitted may not understand the whole Quran. He is submitted, he, this person needs to learn. And once they start obeying God and uh, becoming in the full picture, and then they must follow the God's commandment. And one, somebody who disobeys, then automatically is going to fall off this uh, status of believer, which we will learn in the coming verses. And how to spot a wicked person? You know, obviously somebody's bringing rumors, somebody just spreading bad things about someone, or uh, I think that uh, so and so person is a thief, or this person is a cheater. You should stay away from this person, or all those kind of negative rumors. A wicked person will do that automatically you mean you you hear some you, you see somebody in community talking bad about uh, someone and to different peoples and you can spot that very easily a righteous person will not talk rumors this righteous person if the is the righteous person sees a problem what, what he will do is uh, if there's a problem uh, they will discuss among them and try to find out, investigate what exactly the problem is and who's causing the problem so they can take the proper action uh, against it. So that, you know, like suppose in your community, somebody is spreading false uh, doctrine or uh, saying that this, we need to follow this and we need to follow that. 
like circumcisions, for example, and then and you know that it we don't, we're not supposed to follow. And you try to find out who's who started that, who's causing that, so you can take a, a firm action against that person to for this person to stop, instead of just saying, "Oh, I heard, I heard this per, this new things going on," and you just start blaming people and not even know who did it, and 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 the person who didn't even know end up getting the blame for it and get injustice against that. So how God is protecting the believers with, with such a nice formula that when you hear rumors, you shall investigate to find out what is the problem. You can just go take an action. And after, if you don't do that, you know, you can commit injustice towards some people out of ignorance without knowing, then become sorry and remorseful for what you have. So God is not only protecting you, protecting the person, the injustice, and also protecting the believer at the same time so that this person doesn't feel badly afterward. Because it's how amazing God's system is, subhanAllah. I mean, and uh, this is, and I would, I would, I would just probably think that, you know, anything that you hear, you know, just don't, we should not just believe in it. Uh, you know, we need to, we need to find out what is exactly the problem, not just going out and just make a decision right away. Uh, what is like we learned from David, you know, he, when the, the, the issue came with the 99 versus one sheep. Um, he could have one thing that we we understood was that uh, he should have investigated more. What is the real problem? More going more in detail and find out before, you know, making a judgment or anything like that. And uh, and also, you know, the thing is that you know, if you read the surah before that, and uh, there was fighting was mentioned. Uh, and these people not only have to obey the Quran, they have to come out of their home and they have to actually fight. And one can only think that, oh, we have easy, you know, we only have to follow the Quran. We don't have fights or something like that. And things like that. But that would be not fair. But we know God is God is just and fair. And he will not put one community to such a hardship and another community to just, you know, nothing. There's like make it easy for them. And if we think that we have to only follow Quran, we have our own. Uh, issues. So that's what the reason I'm saying is that because when we take the religion lightly, we fall in trouble. You know, th this is we have to. If you have, if you want to take a test, and if you know that how hard the test is, you will prepare much better. Uh, even we have to follow the Quran. There is God put enough burden on each soul, and and we should not take it lightly. There's a lot of things that we can easily miss, like these verses. And that we read, we can easily fall into the, these words and, and make mistake and end up on the wrong side. Uh, because otherwise these people, they go into the war, they can see on the day of judgment that we had so hard and these people didn't have that hard. And that's why we see so many pe few people come to submission and very few people end up graduating. Because the test is hard, it's, it's, that's plain and simple. We should not take it lightly. Once you pass the admission test, you have the whole life to live that promise to God. And if you start becoming weaker, you're gonna fall back into worse situation even when you came into the submission. Okay, so, and then we also gonna read about the suspicion uh, in the coming verses that uh, like you get the rumor and then God, how God is saying not to suspect not to have suspicion and how you balance these two very very critical situations where you have a rumor and or not even rumor or or some information comes to you and you investigate you have to put suspicion on someone how you this is a very balancing act like walking on the rope 
that uh, without putting suspicion and how you investigate and look at the facts and everything, um, very, very fine line, some of these are that you can make. And whatever we do, we, we end up, we should, we should repent to God. Because no matter what, what decision we make in a community, in society, and we should make a, a wise decision. Uh, okay, and then the verse number seven, God says, that, and know that God's messenger has come in your mightest. Had he listened to you in many things, you would have made things difficult for yourself. But God made you love faith and adorn it in your hearts. And he made you abhor disbelief, wickedness, and disobedience. These are guided ones. These are the guided ones. Such is the grace from God and his message and his blessings. God is omniscient, most wise. And this typically applies to when the uh, a living messenger was present, like we have the messenger of the covenant or the at the time of the prophet. Uh, and God is saying, this the messenger has come in, 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 in between you. Um, so, you know, a lot of time then you have a messenger present and you talk, you ask a lot of questions. And God is saying that if he had listened to all the things you have said, you would have made things difficult for yourself, for your own self. Uh, basically, I, I understand is that uh, unnecessary questions beating around the bush causing more trouble, like things like that. When you understand something, you take it and you go. Asking unnecessary questions will cause you trouble. Remember the story of Moses when the, the calf was uh, to sacrifice a calf and they ask unnecessary questions. They could have walked away when the first God says that sacrifice a heifer and they would have just walked away and pick any heifer in their, you know, in the herd and then just be the one of the, become the best ones. The more questions they ask, the more complicated they made the uh, their thing for them, the commandment for them. And they not only that made it hard, and they lowered the rank in God's system. So that's what we that's that's so important that when you understand something, like if you even you teach somebody how a computer works, when you give them basics, they pick up and they go right away. When you tell them, even when you're telling them more details, the person will make it. Uh, Annoyed that you know, I know that. Why are you telling me all the details? You know, that's why when God is teaching in this surah about the how to behave, God is telling us the basics formula and then the how we can learn from it and apply in, on generally in every kind of behavior. The more question we ask, uh, like in in like we were talking in salat, God doesn't say to you know. Uh, take off your socks or take off your shoes and these and that. I mean, these are just fall under common sense. So when we when we ask questions that fall into the common sense, then we will make our things difficult for ourselves. Um, in my experience, when I, when I listen to the Quran studies from the Messenger of the Covenant, and I notice this is my personal, I mean, is that a lot of time people there in attending the Quran study, they will ask unnecessary questions. And I can sense a little bit with the tone of the Messenger that he's kind of telling them, do not go there. I mean, you are asking some of the questions that this is, you know, causing you own. Messenger of the Covenant will answer you. And one of the person who was with the Messenger of the Covenant, I was talking to this person, and this person was telling me one very interesting thing that he used to ask a lot of questions. And he said, one day I asked so many questions, and then the Messenger of the Covenant called him back. And he said, you know, whatever I say, if it doesn't match with the Quran, just throw it, throw it out. To make it easy for him, because the more questions we ask, the the more I think that's what uh, God is talking about. You would have made things difficult for yourself, uh, but God had made 
you love faith and adorn you know how the qualities of the righteous person they love faith and they adorn which is adorn in their heart and they abhor they hate disbelief wickedness and this obedience this is a natural quality of a, of a righteous person whenever they see something negative or disbelief wickedness they run away it's like for in their heart it, it, it's they don't like it but at the same time they love faith and it, it's uh, is adorned in their eyes so and as we know anything that good happens to is from god so all this this verse this part of the verse is done by god but to to whom and the answer you will find in this verse these are the guided ones those are guided ones will have this thing happen automatically in their heart uh, they will they can easily sense it they, they will hate wickedness they will hate disobedience uh, Aaron, and real quick um what you said earlier about this person can you ex can you explain that that's a little confusing uh you said about the messenger i mean we don't have a way to verify uh, but i mean the i mean i don't want to uh, you don't want me to say the name of the person no maybe no, that I... part can be deleted <laughs> <laughs> right yeah because <laughs> it's a afterward the name but uh, what i can tell you is that uh, this person i noticed in in i've, I've attended some uh, juma prayers with this person and this person likes to ask a lot of questions and i sense that i mean we look at the deed then he ask a lot of questions uh, remember the the hydrogen uh, issue that he had and mr covenant is, is kind of repelling him don't go there but he keep bringing it up keep bringing it up end up causing himself in a trouble oh sorry it was an in an audio or it was it was a cron study audio yes oh okay okay that's fine yeah and uh, but this person that i met he, he was saying that i used to ask a lot of questions but even though something the matter is very simple and uh, why how do you do that why do you do that this and then messenger will explain but then at the end messenger will say that anything that i say if it's not in the cron throw it out uh so you will you mean in common sense you know we we make things hard for ourselves this is basically god says in, in surah number 2 that we hear we obey something we don't understand that's one thing but something when you understand and we ask unnecessary questions uh and that's probably when the messenger was present uh because messenger will you know messenger will tell you okay go ahead do this and you said uh how do you do this why do you do this and uh, can you ask god like it's the moses story in in this in in common sense i think and we can discuss this about in, in, in afterward that's why i say these these some of these verses were so confusing and uh, so uh, my personal experience i can share with you that you know when i was uh, traditional muslim and learning about the quran uh, and this is where i i you know i learned a lot from it we hear we obey and uh, and in mashallah you know god made me agreement with god god whatever i see in the quran and you make me understand i will follow it to the line you know and step by step uh, i was guided towards the submission mashallah so in my personal experience i i follow that you know i try to discourage other people to like if you understand don't ask unnecessary like god says um, remember one place i learned in in the regular translation was that god says that when you stand before god in a respectful way i did not find it in the in the message of covenant translation but i read it in somewhere else and for me was that when i stand in the in a contact prayer i would stand in, in a very respectful way I don't, people would argue where you put your hand and how do you stand is this and that i know what a respectful way is 
So I stand in my salat with sometimes open hand, sometimes like this, and just humbly in any way. But when people ask unnecessary questions, and that's where the problem arises, you know. And when you obey God, God will do this for you. God will naturally put love and faith, and you you like good things and you hate bad things, and and this is a blessing from God because this the blue part that happening is is a blessing of God. It's and He's omniscient, most wise, and He's He knows He has all the knowledge. He knows everything. We may have to investigate the rumors. We have to. We may have to. Uh, we a lot of things we don't know, but God knows everything. What we do is we submit to God. We we obey God, uh, like we say we hear and we obey. We obey God, and God makes things easy for us. Some matters we may not understand. If we just if we just believe in God and obey God, and like for these people, they they were called to go and, and fight. And they should have believe in God and and have trust in God. God would have made things easy for them because God is doing everything. Okay, okay verse number nine. Uh, the heading says, "Reconcile the believers." If two groups of the believers fought with each other, you shall reconcile them. If one group aggresses against the other group, the other you shall fight the aggressing group until they submit to God. God's commandment, God's command. Once they submit, you shall reconcile the two groups equitably. You shall maintain justice. God loves those who are just, the real family. The believers are a member of one family. You shall keep the peace within your family and reverence God that you may attain mercy. So God is, this is this another commandment, reconcile the believers. We have a believing community, and uh, you walk in and or you see two groups are fighting with each other or arguing with each other. I mean, um, I don't think the physical fighting is it's probably be like extremely rare situation would be impossible to happen, but most likely they are arguing with each other like about some world matters or uh, but most of the time we see if there are two believers are arguing it probably is based because of religion they may not understand one of the words and one has a different understanding the other has different understanding and you if you if you notice one of the group is aggressor and there are maybe there are more people in this in their group they are more in numbers and the smaller group is is defending themselves so god is saying not only you have to reconcile you have you shall fight the aggressing group until they submit to god's command very straightforward even though these this aggressing group is your family maybe they're your close friend and and if you if and and if you notice your family or your close friend are aggressing group and because of that you side with these people instead of these people and you you start fighting uh with the smaller group then you know and god may test you uh, this is how God's system is. You know, you may come to a situation where your family is fighting with another one and you see your fa family is wrong. You have to fight with your family. You have to find the aggressor group, whoever may be. And, and, and because you are not obeying the people or you're obeying God. And God sees that. God sees your intention. You're trying to obey the worst, even though it's, it's falling against you or your, or your belief or your, your values. You, 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 what, you do what God is telling you. And you have to reconcile them until uh, until they submit to God's commandment. Because 
uh, when you're fighting like that or, or aggressing with each other, you know, you are breaking God's commandment because God is saying the believers are a member of one family. Imagine you walk into your home and you see your mom and dad fighting, you know, you, how you feel, you know, you don't like it. Just like believers are family members and you don't want to see, you know, you see if your family fight and God doesn't want to see the believers fight with each other. Believers have such a high value in God's God's eyes. You know, we learn from Surah 4 that one of the another sin that is not forgiven beside the idol worship is if somebody kills another believer deliberately and that sin is not forgiven. It's unforgivable sin. So we can sense from that verse that believers have such a high value in God's eyes. And that's why a lot of is expected from believers. If you want to be a believer, there's, you have you have to do a lot of things. You have to not only worship God alone, uh, contact parents, uh, we have to change our behavior, how we, we react with each other. First of all, they should not fight believers. Uh, and if they have an issue, they should reconcile the issue in a in a good manner, in a friendly manner, uh, treating each other in the best possible manner, not going, you know, or you're wrong. And if you see one is aggressing, one is... Uh, one is uh, not accepting God's command, and one is bringing false doctrine or something like that. So you have to take a firm stand against that person. This is where you start taking the higher and higher that you know this is wrong. We you know we don't we don't obey that. Uh, what you're telling me, prove it in the Quran and things like that. If if they cannot prove it, this is just a matter of religion. But out of out of religion, in the worldly matters, believers should still uh, treat each other in a in a best possible manner and not fight and because god clearly says if two groups of the believers fighting with each other god is not saying uh, believers is fighting the disbeliever or non-believers fighting each other uh then the situation is very very different but this is very this is very how important that is that two group uh, two groups of believers fought with each other so that's you know in our community you can maybe see one group from Tucson and one from San Jose, they are fighting with each other. But there's a lot of issues and uh, I mean, don't want to go there, but you, you can sense the, how important that is. You shall maintain justice. God loves those who are just. Because God himself is, is the most just. And that's why you, you try your best and seeking God's help in maintaining justice. And obviously, whenever we do uh, try to keep peace and in, in justice, we, we may end up making mistakes, but always seeking God's help in any decision. And repenting is very important that you repent afterward that, God, I this would happen, and I, we tried to make peace, and this was our uh, decision with your help. And if there's any wrong, please forgive us. As you know, we, we learned that David, even though after making a decision, he repented and God said he forgave him. A normal person would not see any injustice in that matter with 99 verses 1. But, you know, every time we, you know, we did that in our Quran study too, that whenever, whenever decision you make, no matter what it is, just repent. You know, God loves those who repent because we don't know in our decision uh whether it was right or wrong like we when this virus was starting and then we we had to go through that how do we do contact prayer so after a, a discussion and we came to a conclusion that i think this is the best interest of everybody then we repented because we don't know our decision is right or wrong but we still repent then god if there's a mistake then please forgive us and this is how god is saying the believers are a member of one family 
you know, this the world family that we see is not our real family. These are just basically actors that are playing a role in this world, uh, because this world is like a university, is like a it's like a learning platform, and we are just people are playing different. Somebody's a dad, somebody's a brother. People are playing multiple roles in this in this, but we don't know who our real family is. We will see a real family on the day of judgment. Uh, like you know how they say the the family is blood if the family is blood then the believer family is probably like like a like a soul or something like um, you know how dominicate like you know like for believers we are brother and, and sisters in in a in a spiritual soul level uh, that's far higher than even blood you know, blood is you know blood is thicker than than water and how they differentiate this world family with friends but the real family is is the believers that's when we will realize and then god is this is these are all commandments these are not something that god is telling us you should try you shall keep the peace within your family and reverence god that you may attain mercy i've seen within their real family members and their believers their submitters then they fight sometimes they have fight with each other one time one person was disobeying uh the parents and uh, i'm I mean, I told that person that, you know, God says you don't even say, oh, to your parents. So you you are violating very clear God's command. If you don't agree with your if your mom or your dad is saying something, if you don't agree, you still have to give them full respect. You cannot say them. You can have a very, very friendly dialogue with your family, but you cannot disrespect. You can't even say off to your parents, you, like a gesture of uh, annoyance to your parents. Um, I mean, God is the same God that is saying, "Do not eat pork, the the meat of the pig." Why do you why you don't eat it? The same God is saying that all these commandments, you know, then might as well at the same time go ahead have uh, the pork chops and have while you there have a drink glass of beer because you already disobeying God. So might as well in that moment you go ahead and enjoy other things too. But you take one thing so firmly seriously that you will not touch alcohol, you will not eat. Meat of pig, but on the other hand, you're violating God's commandments. Doesn't make sense, you know. Either you do both, or you don't do either one of them. So very straightforward. And then you meet, uh, and God says that you shall keep peace within your family and reverence God that you may attain mercy. So this is how you attain mercy. Uh, there's uh, many other verses where God is telling how you attain mercy. But if you if you violate God's commandments, do you think we will have mercy on ourselves from God? So, and we don't even put put ourselves in the gray mat, gray zone. We need to try our best to stay away from anywhere where we we don't have without God's mercy and forgiveness. There is no success in the hereafter. Uh, you know, this very very plain and simple. Okay. And then, uh, if there if there are two groups. Group A is spreading falsehood and promoting something which is not in Quran, and we see the group B is fighting against. Uh, then we should join the group B. So if there's if if there's a group A who's causing uh, trouble, and we can literally see so, and the group B is defending that that we should join the group B and in fighting with group A that you are even if you by yourself, you know. And we have a very good example in in our this study group, a person who. I don't want to name, mention the name, but you all know standing alone fighting with the falsehood. Uh, this is how you know God wants us to see is standing up for the falsehood. The real family. Okay, so this is part of that. Uh, uh, let's see. Okay. 
uh, as we learned from uh, Surah 11:46, when Noah was in his his boat, and uh, and then the water was rising, and he prayed to God to save my son. What God responses in his his, his prayer is, he said, "Oh Noah, he is not your family." It is unrighteous to ask me for something you do not know. I enlighten you, lest you be like an ignorant. So at that time, Noah repents to God. And so God is telling him, he's not your family. So the people that we see, we, they may not be our family members. And how how do you assess that? By And God gives us uh, some a lot of clues that who is your family? If your family member is not worshiping God alone, these are not your family member. Period, bottom line. You know, it's and it's unrighteous. And God said, I enlighten you, lest you be like ignorant. So whoever God's enlightened, God enlightens us too. If you if you obey God, God will enlighten you. God will make you love faith and hate bad stuff and all other things. And after that, even if you act ignorant, then that's the worst situation. And then God says, believer sets set the example. Oh, you who believe, no people shall ridicule other people, for they may be better than they, nor shall any women ridicule other women, for they may be better than they, nor shall you mock one another or or make fun of your names. Evil indeed is the reversion of wickedness after attaining faith. Anyone who does not repent after this, these are the transgressors. So right off the heading, believers set example. So this is expected from a believer. If you are a believer, then you are expected to set example. And um, God is saying that, oh, you who believe. Now God is talking again to the believers. It does not apply to everybody else. You know, if, uh, if one person is arguing with you, okay, why God is telling me to do that? I said, if, well, if you're a believer, you will take it happily. But if you're, if it's bothering you, this what is God is asking you. That's mean you are not even a disbeliever. That's why it's bothering you, because those who believe God put love in their heart for good things, and and God made them hate bad things. So something that is that is bad, and you hate that, or something that is good, and you don't like it, you know, or something that's bad, you like it. You like bad stuff. That's mean there's a problem, uh, and uh, you're not. These are under the clue that you're not a believer. But for a believer, that would naturally happen in your heart. Uh, and we can sense our, ourselves very easily. What do we like? You know, do we like faith or do we like bad stuff? That very, that, that's a red flag for someone to, you know, and then need to work on their belief, I guess. And then God is telling us, no people. Now here, God is not singling out anyone. They're telling to the believer, but no people should ridicule other people. And God is not saying, oh, believers, sh sh you should not make fun of or ridicule other believers. So basically, uh, you cannot go in your community and society. You cannot make fun of basically anybody. And this is my understanding uh, from this. This is what I take from it, that uh, you have to respect everybody, even if their person is a believer or, or, or hypocrite or whatever. I mean, you cannot, unless they transgress against you, the gross injustice have occurred against you, they're calling you name and all that fun and all the bad things then there are channels that you can you cannot just go out and call people oh you are a disbeliever you go to hell this and that this is a very very bad behavior or, or make fun in any any way i think that's my understanding for they may be better than they maybe tomorrow they make them a better believer than me and i become a disbeliever who knows so that's why we have to reverence god and be humble and try our best to obey god and always always being reverence to the the day of judgment when we'll be standing in front of God 
to answer asking. So we have to be extremely reverent to that day and have fear in our heart that what if what if I I I end up in hell? What if you know these kind of fear in your heart and reverence to God? It, it, these are the, the motivation factors in, you know that keeps you propelling uh, towards God's uh, path. Uh, if you become arrogant that I am a believer, I'm the best, I'm going to heaven. So these are very, very, like the person in, we learned many examples of people. They were like, if I if I die, I go, I will have better things at my Lord. You know, these are, so you, we should always reverence God and ask for repentance because we make mistakes time to time. And God is also adding women into this that shall any women, again, no mention of believers or anything, any women ridicule other women. So if you're a community, if you if you if you have a status of your where you control justice, if you're head of a community or something, you know, if you're a judge, maybe if you see a one woman making fun, so you have to stop that. You should tell this person that you cannot make fun of another person because you're following God's commandment. You don't see that uh, if this person is a believer or not. You you tell everyone in your community you're working. You see one person making fun of another coworker. You tell them, no, you know, this is a very bad behavior. We should not make fun of another. Or if somebody's backbiting, we should not talk about somebody who's not here. This is a bad behavior. If you get involved with him, you start talking, oh, yeah, this person is a very mean person. And, and uh, uh, did you see that, what he did the other day, and this and that? And uh, there are other people are sitting there, and they're listening. And now this person is getting all the negative, uh, you know, uh, about that person. So all this is a very, very negative. God wants us to stay away from all that negative behavior. Uh, for they may be better than they, nor shall you mock one another. Again, very, very strong word. Uh, and make fun of your names. Because uh, we see a lot of people, especially here in this country, people have come from different communities, uh, different world areas, and they're, they have some name that is meaning different in English. And so you make fun of somebody's name or somebody just have a name, the born name. These, these are God's commandments uh, to not make fun of somebody. And um, a lot of times we joke. Uh, the jokes have to be very innocent, where you don't hurt other person's feeling. If you are joking someone and where clearly you're hurting their feeling and this person becomes sad, these are all very red zones. And we have to refrain from all that kind of behavior. And even if you sense that you made a joke about somebody, just an innocent joke, and you think that person didn't, maybe didn't like it, we should you know, we should go to that person and, and talk to the person. I'm sorry, I, I, I hope you didn't like it. I, I, I hope you didn't mind. Uh, it was just a joke, you know, just to clarify, apologize. These are all good behaviors and respect each other. You know, when, when the when the other people see you, not only they will see that, oh, wow, this person is a believer and look how, you know, this person worship God alone and look how nice that person is. But at the same time, God is telling us in the heaven, the, the, the people, they go to heaven, they will be sitting on these close to each other and they have no jealousy, no hatred with each other because all these things were naturally, God said, we will remove from their heart. But in this world, we have to show it to God that, yes, we can do it. You know, if you want to have someone who can drive a car, uh, you, the best thing to do is put them in, in, a, in, a, in a test car or something that show us we can do it. So this world is created for God put these negative feelings in ourselves, jealousy, hatred, and all these negative other anger. And God is telling us, giving us tool how to, uh, you know, uh, fight these negative forces upon us. And if we can show it to God, yes, God, we can do it. You know, naturally, God will remove that in heaven. We don't have to fight this jealousy because jealousy will not be in our heart. We don't get jealous with our kids because we don't have jealousy against our kid children. We actually give them more. So we will have some that kind of sense in the in the in the heaven that we, 
somebody who's sitting next to me, you know, these this will be my real family in, in heaven, inshallah. And I would have no jealousy. I would have only love towards this person. But in this world, we have to prove it to God with our best behavior. That And and why God says here, the evil indeed is a reversion to wickedness. So uh, reversion coming back and to wickedness is an evil act, you know, uh, after attaining the faith. So once you attain faith, okay, once you once you attain faith, and because after attaining faith, you have understanding, and then you reverse back to wickedness, that is evil. Because a policeman, you will not expect a policeman to break a law because this person knows and you and, and and if somebody a street person would break a law that's understandable but someone who knows something makes a mistake that's the worst situation so so god is saying if you do all this worse all, all this uh what do you call this um if you do all this sorry my computer is a bit slow today uh if you if you do all this break this command that can end up for making you fall into this wickedness after the faith and that is evil Anyone does not repent after this, and even though sometimes we we catch ourselves, you know, in the flow of family member, and then we don't realize we end up making fun or something like that. If anyone who does not repent, these are the transgressors ones. So if you have made fun somebody, some somebody, not only you have to repent to God. I think, and I, my understanding is that you have to ask that person too. That I feel I'm really so. So that person, whatever the negative gurge that person has in his heart. Uh, this person, when you very respectfully, humbly, you go to that person, I'm really genuinely sorry, man, I made fun of you. Please forgive me. So this person, you will remove that grudge. This person say, oh my, oh my God, this person did make fun of me, but you know how how sorry this person is. And this person, will, not only this person will feel better and you repent to God. And so that you can stay in the status of, oh, you who believe. Otherwise, if you violate any of these you know, commandments, you make somebody fun of somebody's name. How easy? I see that a lot. People have people call nicknames to somebody, and people will uh, funny nicknames that somebody uh, I knew was, his color was very dark, so they will they will call him you know black or black something like you know in our in Pakistani culture we, we use a lot you know we, uh, or somebody has a funny face or somebody walk funny uh, somebody who's you know we, we we call them different names but their physical abilities uh, the way they talk the way they walk the way uh, you know, these all are ridiculing somebody. You know, I, I've seen a lot in in my life. Somebody who cannot speak right, who stutters, then people like talking. Uh, 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 so, you know, all these are extremely negative behavior. We should we should avoid all negative behavior, even though that thing like stuttering or making somebody's voice is not mentioned here. But you know the formula. You you know you understand that, and you have to you have to uh, obey God. And you don't want to fall into the, this category of evil, uh, especially after the faith. You know, after the parents. Okay, this suspicion is sinful. See, this is where very, very fine lines are emerging. That you know, what do you do? Oh, you who believe, you shall avoid any suspicion. For even a little bit of suspicion is sinful. You shall not spy on one another, nor shall you backbite one another. This is abominable. Abominable as eating flesh of your dead brother you certainly abhor this you shall observe god this is redeemer he god is redeemer most merciful a suspicion you know you heard a rumor or somebody you know that something was stolen 
you can have a suspicion uh, something was stolen or something bad happened and you have to investigate you cannot you cannot just start talking about i mean obviously you you will look at people like you know who could have caused this a bad rumor started in your community you know you don't know who started but you know you you, you know you're going to start finding out the person who who heard they say who did you hear from and you go to that person who did you hear from so things like that until you you have more you know so you want to avoid suspicion even god said even a little bit suspicion is simple and this is a very very like i would say broad uh area where a lot of things negative things can happen in your in your family or in your community again god is saying oh you believe again watch that word and you know whenever something happens you know god is saying avoid suspicion but even come to down to like mr the covenant said if you're walking and if you somebody's coming and they're giving you bad look you cover for them. You say, well, maybe he has a stomach ache. You know, you cover for the, uh, in Messenger of the Covenant said that if you see me that, you know, you think that I hate you. They say, maybe I do hate you. But what you need to do is you need to cover me. You need to say, maybe he just have had uh, stomach ache. You still want to give the benefit of doubt that, you know, this, you know whatever the action is that is it, not. So, and we, we, we easily do that. Somebody doesn't they say hi to us and we are already suspecting, or maybe this person doesn't like me, or this person did. All that suspicion comes into mind. You know, our, our goal should be, our vision should be the big, big vision that, you know, I'm going to be successful in the day of judgment. Not these worldly small issues should bother us. And if small worldly issues are bother us, we should step take a step back and realize that this is not what I'm here for. My vision, I'm only here to get ask forgiveness to God to I can so I can go back in in God's kingdom that's my vision is my vision is not this little issues it's okay so what if somebody says something to me you know I need to cover for and God is also saying not to spy one another nor shall you backbite very very easy to fall into we a lot of time we start spying on each other like what is this person doing what is uh, in in probably God did not single out anything about their belief, about their status, about the, uh, because that brings out jealousy. Because God is the one who gives provision to anyone. If somebody has more money or more of one or the other family or this and that, uh, is is given by God. So you have to submit to God and accept what you have. And backbite is very very common in our society. People, we can, you do any community, any any gathering or party. This is very common. We always find, oh, like that person, did you know about this person or that person? A lot of things. This is abominable in eating the flesh of your dead brother. Now you have to imagine this, not just read it. Imagine eating the flesh of your dead brother. Imagine you go to a funeral and where somebody's brother has died and you tell that person, how would you like to eat the meat of that, your dead brother and cook it and eat it? I mean, this is just in a saying, it's so gross. That person is grieving the loss of his brother, and you tell them, "Would you like to eat the, your brother's uh, flesh, a meat?" I mean, how horrible that sounds! This is exactly what it is—backbite, spying on another, suspicion—all these things are falling in that category. So how, how, so how you avoid that eating the flesh of your brother? You should avoid in the same category. Same category. So if somebody's backbiting, you can just tell that person, would you like to eat, if your brother died, would you like to, how would you like the steak to be cooked? You know, something like that. This person will get upset and say, that's why you read the Quran, God says, it's as bad as eating the uh, brother of your, faith, of your dead brother. And you certainly abhor this, God is saying, you certainly, of course. I mean, God has written it here in the Quran. I mean, imagine that this is a very, very, 
uh, heart-touching uh, verses here, eating the dead brother. And God said, you certainly abhor this. You shall observe God. This is uh, God is redeemer, most merciful. Again, God is bringing back to the main vision of your life. You are here to observe God. And you need the God's rede God's redeemer, and you need His mercy. And redeemer is like God is the one who's going to forgive you, and most merciful. And you need His mercy. These two things you really and we need. The when God sent Adam with the the first prayer was this is what it, that uh, you know. If you, unless you have mercy and you forgive us, we will be in the losers. Paraphrasing. And let's go to the uh, next. Uh, and oh, and God says the 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 criterion. Uh, the only criterion for distinguishing among the people, O oh, you people, we created you from the same male and female and rendered you distinct people and tribes that you may recognize one another. The best among you is in the sight of God is the most righteous. God is omniscient, cognition. I'm going to start wrapping up, inshallah. Uh, so, uh, so we are from the same male and female. We know that pretty much every religion understand that part uh, came from the same source, Adam and Eve. And then we are like, in that sense, we are family in that sense. And we are all equal. Nobody is a greater or if somebody is a rich a millionaire or very powerful or famous or something. In God's eyes, only the righteous have ranks. You can have you can have you can own a whole city or country, but if you're not righteous, there's there's a zero rank in God's eyes. Um, and you may have rank in this world, but that world is only short term. Uh, 80, 70, 80, 90 years, you, would you have that kind of rank or you would have an unlimited, infinite rank with God, with, with God who created everything. So very straightforward. Uh, so one should, a smart person would work righteousness and try their best to, uh, you know how in the companies, the employee of the month is the one who work hard and be the best. So you want to be the employee of the month with God. You work, you try your best to obey God and work righteousness. So you can be in a higher rank. So you can have the parking spot that you always wanted. The best in the sight of God is the most righteous. In the Muslim versus Mumin, the Arabs said, we are Mumins, believers. Say you have not, uh, say you have not believed. What you should say is we are Muslim submitters until the belief is established in your hearts. If you obey God and his messenger, he will put your, he will not put any of your works to waste. God is forgiver, most merciful. And then God says, moments, believers are those who believe in God and his messenger, then attains the status of having no doubt whatsoever and strive with their money and their lives in the cause of God. These are the truthful ones. Say, are you informing God about your religion? God knows everything in the heavens and the earth. And God is omniscient. Very straightforward. God saying these people, they, they submitted and they're happy and they're all that saying, we believe and we believe. God is saying, are you informing God about you, your religion? He knows everything. I mean, you're a submitter or believer or righteous, whatever you are, he knows. Uh, you don't have to claim it to God. God knows it. And God is telling them what the truth is that, uh, you know, just like, you know, God is telling us when you have a condition, you tell them as it is. And God, that's how God is teaching us. God is telling us it is what it is, uh, not hiding anything, there, not hurting anybody feeling or something. But whatever it is, straightforward that you are Muslims or submitters. The belief hasn't entered your heart yet. But if you obey God and his messenger, if you then what happens is then you will become a believer. Then the beginning we were talking about God's talking to the believers. Even though somebody becomes submitter, they have to fall into that believing, learning, and step by step. And once they start obeying God, then they will enter the, the area of the belief. And 
And then God gives a definition of the believers are those uh, who believe in God and messenger and attain the status of having no doubt whatsoever. So you have, if you have any doubt in your heart, uh, you know, you are still, uh, you know, this life is given to us to remove all the doubts and, and it would be the best to reach the level of the certainty that you have absolutely no, this is in the beginning of the Quran, Surah number two in the beginning, they're certain about the, about the hereafter, uh, you know, the unseen and all that, if you can read the beginning verses. So we need to work from submission to the belief into having absolutely no doubt whatsoever, right, straightforward. And strike with and striving the money and the lives. So you have to uh, involve your money. If you make a lot of money, you know that you need to strive with that money. That's why I must say that the the rich people uh, being rich is better because you can have more money to strive in the cause of God. Spending in in many ways, printing Quran or this and that or publishing or all other things that you can do, uh, you know, and even charities and all that. And with your life, spending your time in the cause of God. That's also part of that and contact period and all that. I guess that's my understanding. You know, a lot of people, uh, they just do contact prayer and just fasting and basic things. But you have to strive in with your lives. Even though these verses that we read, these are very hard to follow. Are you following those? You are. And then these are the last two verses. Who is doing uh, whom a favor? They act, they act as if they are doing you a favor by embarrassing submission. Say you are not doing me any, any favor by embarrassing submission. God is the one who is doing you a great favor by guiding you to the faith. If you are sincere, God knows all the God knows all the secrets. Embracing. The, I'm sorry. You said embracing submission. Um. Uh, see. Embrace. Embracing. Right. Yeah. Embracing. Uh, they act as if you are doing. They are doing you a favor by embracing. Sorry, my thing. Maybe I misspelled. Uh, submission. Say you are not doing me any favor by embracing submission. God is the one who is doing you a great favor by guiding you to the faith. If you are sincere, God knows all the secrets in the heavens and the earth. God is here of everything you do. Thank you for correcting me, Mashallah. So, so the. Uh, I mean, when you submit to God. You know, or believe or do work righteousness. You are not God is the one doing everything. We do only one thing. We submit to God, and God takes over from that point. We need to just follow. God is gonna drawing start drawing a line. We just need to follow the line, and God is doing everything. So, if any way you think that I am doing the embracing the uh, embracing the submission, or I am doing the contact prayer, or in any way we feel that we are doing a favor to God. Oh my God, this is a very very bad zone. We need to be thankful when you do contact prayer. It's actually a blessing from God that He is allowing. He's letting us do the contact prayer. When you do the sujood to God, you have to be thankful. If you do meditate at nighttime and you do prostrate, you have to be thankful to God that He is the one who's letting you do it. It's not that you went in there and you can you meditate and you say to God and you know I you know I did this, I did that. That is a very arrogant behavior. You need to be humble to God and say thank you, God, for allowing me to meditate to you in the in Your name. To praise you, thank you for that, and uh, thank you for allowing me to uh, prostrate to you. These are, and when you say thanks, God is going to let you do more and more. You will automatically love faith. You will automatically hate the bad behavior. You will find time to uh, meditate, or you will find time to remember God and all that. When you have that kind of attitude, uh, opposite of what is, is saying here, then you know. 
uh, God will guide you even more, mashallah. This is what uh, we understand. And God knows all the secrets in the heavens and the earth. God is here, everything you do. And he knows everything you do. We must be thankful to God for anything that good happens to us, mashallah. Then God is going to bless you with more and more, mashallah. I probably have made some mistakes in there. We can discuss, uh, you know, and then uh, inshallah, uh, we open this comments and question and answers. There. Thank you, guys. Sorry, it took a little longer. Thanks, Adam. Mashallah. Thank, thank you. Praise God. Mashallah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I think just um, one thing I wanted to mention was like, you know, in the past, like um, people told us a lot of things that the messenger said to them and did. And then we later, when we started uh, watching the videos and the audios more carefully, we realized that a lot of things these people were saying were things that they like to remember the way they wanted to or what they they heard what they wanted to hear kind of thing you know like for example there's certain people like um you know uh azar khan and some other people for example you know that have a very different narrative or even a deep for example you know who has a very different uh, narrative and selective memory about the messenger and a lot of times these people will 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 twist uh situations or, or selectively you know draws these scenarios with the messenger to try to divert people as well so really uh i think what we what it comes down to then is you know uh when it comes to the messenger you know i mean we cannot uh, accept these things that these people say about the messenger based on hearsay because we know like that's exactly for one we know that's how the hadith started right with people started attributing things to Muhammad that he didn't say and and stuff like that. Now, in the mess, in the case of the Messenger of the Covenant, we have the audios and videos. So, I mean, if we can see things he's saying in the audios and videos, we, we have a way of verifying that, right? But we don't have any way of verifying like what some person said, what he was with the Messenger. So I think it's just, um, I mean, my best practice is just like I always... You know, if you hear something like that, just don't ignore it because, you know, whatever it is, like, you don't even know if it's true or not, you know? Um, and uh, I mean, that I think that kind of kind of goes along the same lines of rumors, right? Like when, God, when it says investigate rumors before believing them, uh, you know, people bring you news about, I mean, bringing news is fine, right? Uh, but the thing is, like, you have to investigate those news before you believe them and like you know there is like for example nowadays we have a lot of conspiracy theories right and it's good that we're talking about this so uh, you know there are all these theories and people will believe them on like hearsay without any sort of evidence you know and it makes them look foolish but they still do it you know and but they don't know that they're going against the Quran by doing that because they're just you know, spreading rumors and following rumors and just going along with it. Uh, but, you know, we, we, if you, if we don't have like 
evidence to to support it, then it's best to just discard it. And um, and I think another thing I wanted to mention was we talked about uh, yeah we t- same along the same lines of like rumors and stuff you know like uh, I mean obviously if 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 someone's doing something bad like let's say you know there is a like let's say in your neighborhood you know there is a person going around and robbing everybody right um so you want to tell all your neighbors hey look watch out like there's a robber you know robbing everybody's house and you know like be careful beware of this you know and the you know that would have to be exposed right but then on the other hand like you know let's say you there's someone in your neighborhood and you don't like and you go tell the people you know hey maybe this person might be a thief or or you you know you have suspicion about somebody else like he could be a thief and you go and tell people like hey you know my home got robbed and i think it was this person who did it and be careful of this person that that kind of stuff is obviously wrong or when people just go and they just straight out you know fabricate lies and and say this person did this and this person did that when they didn't do it you know but if something really happened and and you think that it serves a purpose uh, that you you bring it out uh, in front of people, then then it's okay. For example, like the scenario where I talk about, you know, someone robbing other people or let's say there is a hypocrite, you know, and he is poisonous and he's going around and spreading lies. And as we saw, this was happening around the time of the messenger of the covenant. This lady was going around and spreading rumors I mean, and lies like telling people that, you know, he's made mistakes and this and that, you know, trying to spread doubts. So, uh, you know, the, uh, eventually the message of the covenant, you, we see that at the conference, you know, global conference, he confronts her and everybody finds out what she's been up to and she's exposed. But on the other hand, like we can see the disbelievers, you know, they're, they're making all kinds of lies and accusations and uh, just putting more lies and, more accusations on top of them to cover the original lies and accusations, you know, and that's, we know for a fact that's satanic behavior and uh, we shouldn't do that. And then I also have another comment about, uh, but I actually, I'll, you can come back to me. I, I don't want to monopolize. So if anybody else has a comment, I can come back to my second comment. Yeah, I have a comment inshallah. Mm-hmm. So about, um, Okay, one minute, please. Suspicion, you know, like it's interesting in the same surah, uh, it talks about rumors and then suspicion, and they go hand in hand, right? Um, but because if we hear rumors, we can start uh, building some kind of suspicions in our own head. Oh, maybe this, and 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 there is no end to it. So, also. You know, in this time and age, there's so much suspicion. I I believe the conspiracy theories are based on a lot of suspicion uh, and people spread it um, and misguide people, uh, other people, uh, without any reason. Whatever is happening in the bigger picture these days, uh, let's say uh, the virus and whatnot, and, and there are two kinds of people. One is falling okay. There is a virus we cannot see, and let's do this basic uh, preparation to, you know, um, stop the spread. 
as a simple solution uh you know it doesn't hurt your ego to do that and then there are other people who adamantly go out of the way to prove that this is wrong and they could be misleading people into you know getting infected and what not based on several several like the you can go into that hole really really deep okay that this person wants to gain this and that and there's no proof like i cannot go and talk to bill gates hey bill gates uh, do you have a chip you want to put it in people e- you know this is just an example anyway that's one thing why god whatever is happening is in control of god right when we think god is running everything whether it's a man made virus it's a virus came through a bat or or something we just you know do the basic protection uh like we do when we wear a jacket in the winter time we know it's cold and we should wear a jacket you know i cannot say uh like some people would go to this length to compare a mask to insurance now that's really uh stretching it um i would say if we are using something for protection like god has also told us about in the war you know um he he created these shields for us or like taught human being to make shields to protect them in the war even if it is a moment a absolute believer going in the cause of god uh, in a war um god told them to protect yourself and prepare yourself right same philosophy applies if we cannot even see a virus how do we protect ourselves by doing basic things wash our hands just wear a mask run not be close to people and i don't know the rest you know whose conspiracy is it or not these are basic um things to stop the spread and it has been effective throughout the history other thing about suspicion is that it only makes us paranoid you know anything god tells us that you shouldn't avoid this or you shouldn't do it backbiting hurts us we can get angry at somebody we can you know it goes on and on like for no reason we get into vain talk suspicion hurts us you know doesn't hurt the other person who is not even aware that if they have done something or not subhanallah all god's commandments are in the benefit of human soul that soul benefits from it it doesn't matter to god right it doesn't matter to the person we're backbiting or being suspicious about it really can create problems for our soul you know that's the bottom line so mashallah god's system is beautiful and perfect he wants our soul to be free from all kinds of negative you know which can uh stop our growth uh, soul from growing uh, and that was my point thank you yeah mashallah i really liked what you said about the suspicion because a lot of that is uh, goes into suspicion especially because you know people don't have like concrete evidence to back up any of this stuff and uh and uh yeah um and then the other thing i wanted to also um 
mentioned was, uh, you know, the idea of mocking and ridiculing people. So, you know, people should not uh, mock and ridicule other people uh, in the sense that, um, you know, for example, like, you know, you, you start making fun of somebody's hair and things like that. Like, for example, um, uh, Ali touched on it, right? For example, he said people make fun of people's skin or, you know, let's say like Donald Trump making fun of uh, disabled people. You know, it's a perfect example. I mean, he's actually mocking them, you know, like, uh, you know, like you making mocking is uh, making this uh, mimicking that person's whatever it is and sort of like in a cartoonish way to 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 ridicule the person you know that's that's mocking because it it talks about mocking and uh ridiculing right uh mock one another and then it, it talks about separately it talks about a ridiculing as well you know so ridiculing is when you uh, are making fun of let's say somebody's intelligence or or somebody's appearance and then mocking is let's say you're you're making fun of the way they're walking or the way they're talking you're mimicking it in a sort of a funny way and and trying to make that person look bad now there's also another thing i wanted to what i meant to mention was there's also another thing that sometimes people confuse that with and that is like satire or uh, you know uh showing using comedy or thing uh, or humor to make a point you know, and when you do that, you know, some people will automatically confuse that with uh, mocking and ridiculing. And that's wrong because I've also, uh, because, you know, it's used to draw a point. And we know, for example, the Master of the Covenant, when he talks about Abraham, when you know, Abraham said, maybe the sun, that's my God, and maybe the moon, you know, he saw the moon rising. And he said he was just mocking, you know, uh, with these people to make a point. Uh, so, so, and then we see, for example, with the messenger of the covenant, you see the submitters perspectives from the messenger. For example, there's one where they have a cartoon of, uh, the Arabs, you know, uh, trading, uh, some really, uh, strong, uh, commander for, uh, you know, who's a prisoner in a war for a math tutor, you know, because they, that's, that's how bad they are in math and because they, because they can't understand the mathematical miracle of the Quran, right? So you see that cartoon and, you know, somebody will easily say, well, you know, you shouldn't be making fun of people, uh, you know, uh, and God says you should not mock people already, you know, say that very quickly, but they don't understand what mocking and ridiculing really is. I mean, in that case, for example, with that cartoon, I mean, you're using humor as a way to make a point, you know, which is when God says, you know, wisdom and kind enlightenment, I and mean, this is a wise way, you know, with humor, you make a point and the per they see that, you know, uh, the, and it's, you know, people are able to understand the, from that example really well, you know, what the message behind this cartoon is, you know, and the, the purpose behind that cartoon is obviously not to make fun of Arabs, but to draw the point that, you know, Arabs, these Arabs, you know, fail to understand the Quran's mathematical miracle. Uh, that's just an example. And there's a couple others I have seen also in the past. And then uh, with backbiting, similar thing, you know, like, for example, uh, a lot of, I, I think I was mentioning in the previous study too, we, uh, I, I was, uh, you know, when I gave the sermon uh, one time about something and it involved the fake messenger and uh, community. And then someone told me, you can't backbite 
uh, right? But it, you know, it wasn't the same thing because we see, for example, um, I was I was discussing the community issue, and I was drawing uh, attention to that, and it was a very important issue uh, for the greater submitter community. And the same way we see the messenger of the covenant do it in, in sermons, and he mentions people and it mentions people, and we can see that on videos, right? And you look at submitters' perspectives, you know, you you see him uh, mentioning specific countries, specific people, specific leaders, and uh, talking about them, uh, you know, by reference of their name, you know, but uh, somehow you know people get a little. Um, you know, uncomfortable when a name comes up uh, because they think that might be backbiting. So, just wanted to, uh, yeah, mention these things that when we when we do talk about these things, like it's it's important to understand what these things are. You know, I mean, you backbite people, you know, just vindictively to just make somebody look bad. You know, and we see we've seen examples of that people do right, but there's other times where you have to bring up an issue to draw attention to something that's really urgent and pressing and people need to know about it. You know, uh, for example, like this thing that happened with the black person dying, right? And you bring it on the news I mean, you can't just say, well, you know, you can't be backbiting the police now because this person is not there and they did this, you know? Um, obviously it's an issue that people need to understand and, you know, uh, be able to, you know, make a decision based on that. So I just wanted to give an example about that. Yeah, mashallah. How do you see the uh, the comedy the comedy channels like stand up comedians, and sometimes they make fun of uh, just for the for the laugh of. Uh, I've seen some they'll make fun of bagger and uh, some like just regular people, and then there's cult comedy. There's like bad comedy where they use really bad language and just try to make you laugh. Are watching those is is wrong? You think? Uh, can I answer that? Sure. Well, if we if we talk about media today, you know, movies, any shows, any channels, you know, there is a liberty of using whatever the language they want. Well, they are not submitters, first of all. And I would always find a satire there. They actually being sarcastic about a very serious issue. And putting it lightly, you know, uh, there to bring it, the attention to other people. I mean, sometimes it, it can be very crude and they do use bad language. But bad, then we just cannot watch any movie uh, or any show which uses any bad language. Um, it it's really is everybody's own discretion to what is your taste, right? Uh, sometimes it can be unbearable and, you know, you kind of get, no, I cannot just tolerate this much, you know, bad language anymore. But once again, um, whatever uh, certain, you know, comedies are based on that, um, use your discretion and, you know, avoid if if it feels you know, really bad. Um, that is one thing. And um, it, I also want to talk about investigate rumors before believing them. And specifically, it says here, 
that um, you know a believer would not bring a rumor to you. It it's it says very clearly and it adds up to nineteen to this verse. Oh, you believe if a wicked person brings any news to you. Sometimes people label everybody. Every anybody brings you a news, whether it's a believer, submitter, anybody, they think, oh no, you're a wicked person. You know, whether they are bringing it based on evidence and everything. And they, they label you, you're wicked because you brought the news, which wasn't so good. Um, so they, but God is telling you, don't believe any wicked person who brings you any news. You know, it, they, if they're not believers and they're bringing you whatever, you must investigate. It could hurt somebody. It could be exaggerated um, something. Or it is um, to harm someone, you know. Um, so unless you commit injustice towards some people. So it's very important if a non-believer, and you know this is a wicked person, a person who's known for um, their bad behavior. So otherwise, how would you know somebody's wicked unless this person has been exposed on their previous dealings with you that this person is a wicked person? You confirm it, you know. Uh, and then sometimes if, uh, you know, you, uh, you know a fact and a bring, uh, submitter brings you a fact, um, you have heard it from other where too, you know, um, it's not something bad. Uh, I, I personally feel you don't be suspicion, suspicious about that unless, you know, it is something very unique. Um, that needs to like, okay, okay, let me verify it. But God is specifically, otherwise all the time we'll be running to verify things, you know. But remember, I this is how I see it. If a wicked person brings any news to you, I don't know what everybody thinks about that. Okay, uh, sure. Can I add? Uh, so I just wanted to say, you know, regarding, it's a good question actually, uh, Ali with the comedy you know and i think it really depends on on the different types of comedians right like uh i mean you don't i mean you can't flat out say like they're all bad or they're all good for example you know some comedians you, you hear and like say for example a lot of the women and they always just want to talk about sexual jokes or something like that you know there's or you know it's difficult to want to like that right and then uh, or but let's say you know somebody is make you know has a show and they're using that to draw attention to like uh feminist issues or something like that you know uh or i mean those are fine right but yeah, uh, exactly yeah yeah and then and then but then and then a lot of times like for example you see people you know uh on comedians like making fun of their own culture and their own people you know but they're really bringing out um the issues within their own communities by doing that you know so really it depends but a lot of times you know you, you you'd have these comedians that are just uh talking vain talk you know and just trying to make people laugh just entertaining them by just you know lewd jokes and stuff like that and using profanity and so you know you have to just uh make your decision based on that right um i think and then uh the other thing was um 
What was the other thing that you mentioned? I wanted to. Say I just I, I said I gave my. Uh, oh, the wicked person, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Wicked person. I don't know yes. what else to think about that. Yeah, yeah. So for that, I was gonna say that. I mean, God tells us, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, you shall not accept any information unless you verify for yourself. So the thing is now the information if you like i think the example that for example another gave is let's say you know you got some information in the past and you investigated it was true you accepted it right Let, let's say you know somebody robbed a house uh you know you accept you verified it yeah this person actually robbed the house you accept it now somebody else comes and say he robbed another house well it's up to you really do you want to <laughs> care because it doesn't change anything really but the thing is you it's up to you you don't have to accept it but uh, it could be that person, could be another person. Uh, you don't know, right? But then really, the thing is, you don't have to... Some people think that, you know, every time someone brings you any information, you have to verify it. Uh, you don't. Uh, well, I mean, you don't if you, want, if, if you don't want to do anything with that information. Like, for example, somebody comes to me and say, says, you know, like, Bill Gates took $20 billion from 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 somebody I, I just brought bill gates because we were talking about bill gates well let's say you know somebody tells you that i mean do i have to go verify it do i if i if you care then you could go verify it but if you don't care like i don't care how much money bill gates says or what he does i don't need to go verify it right but i do need to go verify it if i decide to accept that information as reality you know before i do that then i need to verify i need to do some research to find out whether it's really true or not. So I think that's how I, I see it. I have a request. Can somebody verify for me if Bill Gates really wanna put chip on you? <laughs> 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 no, I really have to do this. Please somebody do this for me. Mm -hmm. Another thing I actually any techie has any connection bill gates uh, anyway i shouldn't be saying it then but it's all right. over the place you know yeah but yeah i would love to verify it how do i do <laughs> it i don't know yeah well another thing sorry i would like two chips <laughs> one on each i have Chip i have potato chips <laughs> and i want one in my brain <laughs> my process information much faster <laughs> i um so you know i also wanted to talk about since we're talking about conspiracy theories and everything you know and i think one of the things that just recently came up i wanted to to talk about it uh based on submission and um you know that was about masks because uh, i wanted to talk about that because um you know recently i've heard like uh people are using uh, you know referring to masks as as like something that's prohibited uh, by saying like you know we have to trust in God and you know uh, comparing it to things like insurance and uh, idol worship you know and that and although they're not saying it that it's prohibited but they're using those uh, definitions to define why they shouldn't wear it and and why it's lack of they're saying it's lack of trust in God and they're saying uh, you know it's like insurance. And uh, that, and they're not making it a prohibition, as I said, but by by calling it insurance, for example, you're already prohibiting it because insurance is prohibited. So if you're saying it's insurance, yeah, you're saying it's prohibited, right? And uh, we know that we know that these things are not prohibited because 
you know, for example, God talks about shields in war, right? So it's a mask is just like a shield on your face. If you choose to wear it, I mean, God and God calls it a blessing, right? That he, he made shields that protect you in war. Now, yeah, there could be some scientific, you know, limitations if you are wearing a mask all the time and it might be bad for you, for example, but uh, to wear it all the time, like permanently or something like that. But, you know, you cannot, you know, say that this is insurance uh, and prohibited it, prohibited for people because God has made these things as, as blessings for people when they need them. You know, like sometimes you have to go in a coal mine, you know, and it really protects you from all the coal. I mean, many people die. Most people who work in coal mines, if they don't wear these masks, you know, they'll die pretty quickly. So God has made these things as blessings for people to protect them from things like that. Right. So, uh, and God says that, you know, I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is an abomination and it is very wrong to attribute lives to God and prohibit things that, uh, you know, God has not prohibited. And so since, you know, we're at, living at a time where, you know, we all have to wear masks, uh, you know, a lot of people are going around and, you know, spreading these types of ideas. Um, and it's similar ideas, you know, I've heard in the past, like, you know, same, similar kind of people say, don't wear a seatbelt you know, it's uh, insurance and stuff like that. And, and don't, don't have an alarm on your house because that's like insurance and stuff because, but you know, that completely uh, takes shows that we don't even understand the basic idea behind what insurance is because, you know, insurance is expecting something bad will happen to you. And then, you know, you'll get, you'll get a lot of money that you will win from that. And then you'll use it to protect yourself, you know, from that disaster. But that's not when God says he has made shields for us to protect us in war or, or clothing for us to protect us from the heat or yeah, from cold. The heat or cold. Yeah. yeah, right. Because you're not anticipating anything bad to happen to you. You're, you're, you have these things to stop those things from even coming towards you in any way. And God has made those things for you, you know. But when you're expecting some disaster to hit you, like, for example, you're expecting to get cancer. And then you're expecting your insurance to kick in. Yeah, then you don't trust in God. And you think you're using the insurance as a gambling. You're putting money into it. And you think one day you're going to get a big like 40, 50 grand or 80,000 or $100,000, whatever amount of money it takes to, you know, for your cancer treatment, you're expecting to get out of this, right? So that's gambling. Uh, so that's wrong. Obviously, lack of trust in God, lack of knowing God and, and, and gambling. So, so, but, you know, it shouldn't be mixed up so easily with all these other things and you know people god says you know prohibiting lawful things bring deprivation uh and so we should be very careful about that so i want to say somebody has a question um salman can you read it or should i read it uh sure go ahead read it um so brother uh masyab uh, says salam alaikum um i would like to know if there is any specific way of meditating slash um, instruction in submission. Yeah, I mean, I could answer that maybe. Yes, please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's a very nice uh, video. I can post a link to the chat and you can you can watch it. It you know shows you, you can meditate along just to get an idea and you can, you know, it actually educates you more about meditation in there too. It's from the Master of the Covenant, so God will not post it in the chat. 
also i would like to add on to that um that just one way and meditation is basically deep thinking um and uh connecting with god and commemoration it can be in many ways when your mind is solely occupied um and uh, at that time reserved for um god uh it, it, like like god says meditation at night time is more benefit because god knows that at that time we don't have worries about you know we have done the day's work and now we can there is more quiet and um so we can use um like we can repeat things which eventually become part of you know our entire mind and of course um if solomon is going to send that uh instructional video about um meditation um or uh affirmations and uh commemoration of god the best way is that um that commemoration and glorifying god and or deep reflection and uh asking god to help and and i would say sometimes you can have a dialogue with god you talk to god you implore god and uh that is uh, also whatever um grows your soul with deep deeper reflection and thinking and commemorating in my way is um meditation as well and yeah sorry instructions can be uh, also very helpful mm-hmm. thank you mushla yeah another thing i wanted to mention is so you know this this thing that was shared about uh, the messenger of the covenant and not asking questions right i mean the god sends messenger uh as uh you know uh, some a guiding teacher you know so you have a teacher who's explaining things to you you do ask questions and there's nothing wrong with those questions but like for example you know with the idea of the heifer for example you know people asked they asked all these questions to avoid you know just unhesitatingly obeying you know like for example god said sacrifice a heifer but they were hesitant and they they didn't want to do that so they kept asking more questions you know just to stall the the obedience just to stall obeying that commandment right and they made things difficult for themselves the the more they stalled the harder it became because the more and more detail came into it um so uh it's nothing there's nothing wrong really in in my opinion like you know naturally when you come into religion you're going to have questions and uh you know if they're legitimate good questions you know genuine questions there's nothing wrong with asking them but uh, the heifer situation talks shows the people's reluctance to uh obeying god you know and making things difficult for themselves in the process yeah i mean i felt a uh, pretty much same way that uh unnecessary questions because i have noticed some people they will ask uh, nonsense questions where they have has nothing to do with the uh, uh actual commandment to avoid or fi- or finding problems in that commandment that why do we have to do that in that kind of sense mm-hmm. when god says right. that um, uh you know like this one uh, about the rumors you know we understand and we can discuss a little bit what a rumor is and what a wicked person once you understand and somebody can start bringing nonsense questions to avoid that then you know there there would be a problem actually mm-hmm. sure. 
And also about the other point that you say that new person. Uh, yeah, that's also one and say that uh, you don't want to believe because the messenger is gone and somebody says something. We don't know. We have no way to verify. But we have the audio tapes. We have the Quran with the footnotes and the appendix and the video sermons. And these were by the messenger of the covenant. And we know that the messenger of the covenant will not issue something that has not coming from God. And and there was any problem, he would have fixed it before he leave the world. So these are valid proofs, video and editing, and there's no editing in there, as we know. Uh, so, I mean, out of anything out of that is, yeah, you, you know, you, there's no way to even investigate. So why even going around and finding out? So I'm not, I was not talking about that, what he said or not said, but what, the point I was trying to make, Michelle, was that, um, the way this person asks question and how Mr. Khan is discarding this the unnecessary questions that will cause more trouble for someone, you know, like like someone he, like he himself says in the principle of a contact prayer that people make a big deal. Where where do you put your hand? You know, you know, you just stand in in, in reverence to God, and when people ask unnecessary questions, that that's where the problem rises. Mashallah. Also to uh, to ask a question about the suspicion, you know, whenever something happens, uh, like in in a community where you have like a a crime is committed or something like we see the the forensic files and all these uh, videos that you initially you have a suspect or maybe multiple suspects because otherwise you cannot work. You have to have a suspect. So how does it fit with the uh, the the Quran that God says that not even a slight suspicion is sinful? Uh, if something has happened, if something is stolen or someone said something, obviously, do you just not have any suspect and you just investigate from the root cause of the problem or how do you tackle that? Mm, I think you don't suspect people. You just look for clues. Clues, huh? Mm. You know, and if it points to a person until you get the evidence, right? then it, that's the person, you know. Like for example, with the with the king's cup, right? I mean, was stolen, right? They went for the clues that where is the king's cup? You know, they didn't suspect he took it or he took it. You know, they they looked for the cup and they when they found the cup, they found the person. Oh yeah, that makes sense. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, no because in, in in the same sense, if, if like if this crime is committed, and you look for the clue, what could have done, and you know something like that, mm -hmm. how it lead to. A lot of time, you know, when you go to some gathering and then you come home and you're just generally talking about the gathering and, uh, you know, what this person did. And it's just like innocent talk and you're really not talking bad about somebody. Like you say there was a one dish party and you say, did you notice that person did not bring any food? Something like it has no harm to anyone. <laughs> it's just in the family, you know, like husband and wife talking just for the kitchen table. I'm not coming know. to any one dish parties you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not talking bad about somebody, just a just general talk somebody did bad in the party or somebody embarrassed someone and uh, you do talking about behind their back, but it's just casual talk. Is it also falls in sin? And you're not going in the community and talking, spreading rumors or something.
but i think it is uh, still backbiting even, right. even two people because i remember in one audio um uh, uh messenger of a community explained uh, to the one that even if you come and you say oh uh, you know i was i was talking to this lady and uh, you know she smell bad or something you know when she talks or uh though it is the truth still it is backbiting though the thing happened but that that this is what it is in otherwise it is slandering so even two people are talking either they are husband wife and you went there and things happened yes and in in the light of quran and the way the messenger explained it feels like yes it is backbiting but this is a common thing yes as a husband wife you went to a party and something happened over there of course people come and talk uh, at home that what happened what was the reason or why this per- person particularly behaved this way um towards the other person or this person is like this always angry and this and that it is it is backbiting uh but it is so common the thing is it is so common that for us uh then sometimes we think that we have there is nothing left to talk so this is what i think god want from the submitters that they talk only righteousness Uh, assalamu alaikum <coughs> excuse me uh i just wanted to make a couple of points adam you mentioned about um abraham at the very beginning uh, when you were talking and um yeah i think you need to uh i think it was in the last quran study or maybe in the last week's quran study where it was when they mentioned about being harsh and firm with the disbelievers that's what abraham said and i think that's got to be put in context because in the context of abraham um his whole community was against him and they chucked him in the fire <laughs> so that's an extreme case so of course when um people are going to be physically violent against you or attack you or they attack you because of your worshiping god alone or advocating worship of god alone then yes, you should be stern and harsh with them. But there's other verses in the Quran that suggest that the believers should be gentle and act in a gentle way. So I wanted to just share that. Um, about the insurance, insurance is an interesting one because I think this is, my, this is how I see the insurance. Why it's bad is because essentially um, in... having insurance you're sort of trying to is you're sort of saying that in paying money somehow i can control what will happen in the future but that's totally against submission because submission is saying god is in control and as submitters we accept that god controls everything so insurance is the opposite it's saying that somehow by paying money i can control things but that's totally against god controlling things and um in terms of wearing masks um 
yes, of course, God controls everything. But if there's evidence to suggest that, you know, wearing a mask might reduce the spread of COVID or social distancing can reduce the spread of COVID, then um, that's not, then that's a good thing to, to take measures that will reduce the spread. But as submitters, we still accept that God controls whether we're going to get infected or not. And actually, I've, I haven't worn a mask up until now, and but I might start wearing one because we're encouraged to wear one here, but it's not mandated. And it's and I was thinking I might wear one, not so much for my own protection, although that's part of it, but it's more to um, put others at ease. So if I'm on a bus or in a supermarket and I'm close to other people, then they will feel a bit more at ease because they see that I've got a mask on. Because, um, yeah, I, and I just think that helps society in general, right? Um, you know, if I was walking around the supermarket and coppering and splattering without a mask, then obviously everybody's going to be very anxious about that. With and I might not be sick with anything; I might just have a dry throat. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just wanted to share those points. Thank you. Yeah, Masha's two good points, Masha. Yeah, I agree on the, uh, the Abraham. This what uh, I think he was trying to make the point that he was in a. I mean, he was thrown in a fire, and his the whole community was against him. So definitely, uh, he said, "Until you submit to God." And same thing happened with the previous surah, verse, uh, and the, towards the end, uh, the Muhammad and the believers, where God says, are stern, harsh, and stern because they were fighting against them. They were coming for Hajj, and they were going to oppose. But among the disbelievers, there were some believers in that group, and God is like telling them that you have to make sure who do you fight. Uh, you know, so they were going to attack them, or situations were to. Uh, as a, so God sets a very fine limits how and where and how do you react and how do you act in the in the society uh, mashallah yeah, that's a good point yeah and um, I read it the other day about Noah how Noah said to the disbelievers if you don't believe then just leave me alone and I thought that's interesting um you know how he said that he didn't. He didn't say I'm going to come and take you all, and, and maybe that was because they weren't a physical threat to him. I know there was mocking and things going on, but right, you know, you know because that that's because threat. yeah, that's because you know God doesn't want us to attack uh, people unless we're fighting in self-defense. So if they left him alone, if they offered him peace, I mean, why would he go and even fight them? You know. Yeah. But like it's like the same as somebody who's not fighting you because of religion, right? Um, you're supposed yeah, to be exactly. very nice. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, and that's a good point because, you know, most people are disbelievers, but we don't go around attacking everybody. <laughs> you know, if I'm walking right. down the street, I'm not attacking everybody, right? Because yeah. <laughs> that would take time, that's why. Take <laughs> time. <laughs>
Yeah, if somebody disbelieves you and just leaves you alone and doesn't have anything to do with it, you know, that's just... But if somebody who's, who disbelieves and causes problem, uh, where he causes trouble, like, for example, if you work somewhere and he put... Uh, like, he will not allow you to do the contract prayer. Maybe he's your boss or something. So that's where you start making firm stand that I need to do the prayer. And worse come to worse, I mean, I'm going to quit the job where they're actually blocking you for to do your worship practices or mocking you or giving you trouble. That's where you, you know, stand up for your rights and uh, protect yourself and mashallah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, how God is so precisely gives, you know, uh, the, the traits of the righteous. And I think it's in the previous surah that we read that they stand up for their rights. You know, this is their rights. They have to do the religious practices and all that and anything that or they're causing other trouble to them. But at the end, God says, um, you know, uh, the true characters are those who forgive. I'm paraphrasing. God ends the topic. The two characters are the one those forgive. So what happens is a very straightforward system. Uh, you're obeying God. If somebody causes you trouble, you stand up for your head. No, you cannot do that. This is, you know, firm stand. Uh, and you forgive there. If you want, you can forgive them what they did, but you cannot let them continue to stop you or, or cause trouble. You stop their bad behavior, but then you forgive their what they have done to you. You know, that's, uh, you don't have to forgive. You can do exactly the same in return, but you can forgive. But you cannot let them continue to harass you or, or cause trouble to you. And that's where you make a firm stand. If you show good behavior, you know, obviously these people may get impressed with you maybe. Maybe that's one way to preach God's religion you, by showing good character. This promotes God's message. Uh, we see a very yeah. good example from the Messengers of Covenant where, you know, he he's being firm with the people. They are causing trouble. This lady was uh, pr promoting wrong thing and he was firm with him, with her, telling exactly what it is. Uh, she The same tone she's talking and he's replying in the same way. Uh, if she would have caused uh, some other problem then or, you know, aggressive, then he would have, you know, gone to the second level maybe. I'm sorry, you were saying something? No, I was just agreeing with you. Um... I'm not sure if this is directly related to the rumors, but in that video of Rashad in his last conference appearance, how he's exposing a few of the uh, people in the audience that disbelieve he's a messenger. I thought it was interesting that he's doing that in public and that they're there, not that he's doing it in public only, but that the person that he's accusing is there as well. So they have a opportunity to defend themselves as well and so nothing's hidden I don't know if that's always possible but I just thought that's um, interesting that it was done like that you know so it wasn't Rashad didn't tell somebody who told somebody who told somebody who told somebody he told everybody out in the open and that person was there and had an opportunity to defend themselves Oh, I know what I was going to mention about the, um, Adam. What you said about um, how did you describe it? The silly questions. I can't remember exactly the phrase you used, but um, dumb questions. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said dumb so, questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> so I think, I mean, from, yeah, I think there's a tendency if people do ask silly questions, even if you answer them, they don't necessarily accept the answer, you know, because they're, it's just a state they're in that they want to, <laughs> you don't know if they're looking for a loophole or just asking things that aren't irrelevant. And yeah, sometimes there are, do get generally puzzled by certain things and you're really not sure you know which way is the right way but you can you know God gave us a brain and we have the Quran you can look in the Quran you can ask, ask other submitters and in the end if you're still not sure then you just have to um, trust in God and ask God to guide you in the right path But yeah, I've had experience where people have asked what I would deem as a silly question and then you give them what you think is a practical answer and then they're still not really accepting it. So, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you don't win, you know. Yeah, Masha, you know, one of the audio is uh, well, the message of the commoner is comparing the the story of Heifer side by side. So he says that something like he says that the person came to the mosque wearing a short. And uh, the people say, how do you, uh, you know, God says to dress up for the masjid. So people say, how do you dress up for the masjid? Then he, par parallel to the other story, he's, then he says, God says, sacrifice heifer. And they say, what kind of heifer? So he parallels side by side, comparing <laughs> how people ask questions. So we know that, you know, suppose you're going to a Halloween party and you know what are, what are you going to dress for? You're going to for a VIP party, you go to a presidential party, you know what to how to dress, you go in a suit. You don't ask that question. So when you come to the masjid, God says, dress up. So the minute you say, how do you dress up the masjid, you are asking the same question, How? what kind of heifer, basically, you know? Yeah, and somebody made a good point about the heifer story, that because of their reluctance to um, um, follow the command immediately, they ended up um, sacrificing a good heifer. When they had followed the command, they could have maybe taken the, uh, you know, the oldest heifer or whatever in the herd. But they, because of their reluctance, they ended up probably um, sacrificing one of the better heifers. I thought that was an interesting point. Many times uh, we can assess these situations by putting our shell, putting ourselves in the same shoes. Like you know how say put your shell, put yourself in the other shoes. You know how we can see that if somebody make fun of me, how do I feel? Uh, somebody make fun of my name, how do I feel? Somebody say back behind my back, how do I feel? Then you can understand the the magnitude of the situation, and not tend to avoid that. But that should not be the reason, I guess. I mean, the reason should be that when God says it, uh, we hear and we obey, we obey. And we say, yes, sir. You know, we salute to God and say, yes, sir. Absolutely.
But God does give us examples like eating the flesh of the dead brother. I mean, this is such a very horrifying thing to even imagine how bad this is. God parallel compared to this worst situation and how bad this is, mashallah. That award at all cost. I think it's particularly relevant in Texas when we barbecue. Yeah, it's the house of steak. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, a silly question would be somebody says, like, I would come in and say, well, that doesn't apply to me because I don't have a brother, so I can that bite, like you too. <laughs> but see, that, <laughs> this is where the problem comes in, you know, it doesn't apply to me. I don't have a brother. <laughs> That'd be yeah, a silly I question. I think the Quran is like that in some ways that leaves a little loophole there for people because I read a verse the other day and I thought yeah, somebody mm -hmm. who wants to be tricky and try and find a loophole they will in that verse and then they'll fall down mm. <laughs> but what's the, what's the definition of backbiting um, when you guys were talking about when you mentioned backbiting I thought oh, I should look up the definition and see what it yeah, it means uh, you, you bite behind somebody's back, like, you know, <laughs> literally, they're, they're back you're biting with your teeth. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I've heard of that, actually. Um, oh, really? <laughs> now, when my nephews were very young, my yeah. sister told me that the oldest nephew, she caught the oldest nephew biting the younger nephew, you know, on the back or something. <laughs> <laughs> when she's not looking, it's like all these bite marks. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But then the funny thing is, as they grew up, the older nephew was a bit smaller and the younger nephew, you know, was about the same size. So <laughs> couldn't bully him anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, the dictionary defines backbiting as uh, malicious talk about someone who's not present. Oh, yeah. Talk maliciously about someone who's not present. Yeah, so I think... No, I was just going to say, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but like if Solomon came to me and told me about an interaction with another person that he had, that's not backbiting, eh? Because he's just telling me the direct interaction with that person you know it's his first what do you call it is the first person account of the interaction because he's part of the interaction so if he comes to tell me about that that's not backbiting because it's based on his you know his whatever he observed or did is that right whereas if he came to me and told me about I mean that's that's a, I mean that well I mean it could still you could still backbite from a first person's perspective as well but I think the idea is that like I mean are you just uh, like maliciously trying to slander someone you know so you can like uh, you know diminish them and other person's eyes for some reason you know you mm. you have some malicious intent there you know or you know yeah. there's a genuine concern of something happened and you know you're trying to fix something or something like that or trying to help get help for example you know someone came and uh, like you know 
took all your stuff and ran away, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, what do you, I mean, you're, you know, you could just, you know, or, or you could just make up the story and slander someone to maliciously to make them look bad so that people don't trust that person or, you know, because you hate that person. And so you just want people to hate them. Uh, I think that's one way of looking yeah. at it. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah. so it's a sinful behavior about... to victimize other people, basically, you know? Oh, yeah. 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 Nadrat made a good point about a wicked person. And mm-hmm. if, yeah, I guess if a person came to you several times and said malicious things, then, then, you know, after a while you see a pattern and you realize that you shouldn't really be listening to that person. Um, but I guess as submitters, like, is it Maria, what she said before about Russia, that we should err on the side of caution, I guess. It's shuzzy. Um, you know, err on the side of caution in, in terms of whatever we hear. Because it's, I don't know, it's some things in modern life, because it's the normal behavior for most people, you really have to really have to watch yourself otherwise you can easily um, you know act in the same way and maybe that's the case of that that you know I'm talking for myself not everybody but maybe in terms of rumors and things that really have to watch myself and monitor you know what is this person saying and um uh, yeah, just really be careful about that because it's so common, so prevalent in society to, um, uh, you know, spread rumors and things. I think also uh, uh, need to see that why we are talking about somebody is like uh, we had an incident that one of the submitter was doing something wrong. Uh, about the money that uh, the money problem so this and we felt that there was wrong so when this person was not available uh, me like me and my wife was talking that uh, that I sense this is wrong so we were talking about how to give this person a message that that they can understand that what they did was wrong so we were discussing on that which was negative but we wanted to correct that person so I guess that doesn't fall in the backbiting unless it's a vain talk about just Slandering someone's, uh, you know, status or something. Yes. Yeah, it's so nice to see you, Steve. You know, you should drop in more often, man. I like like talking to you. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. Actually, I should mention that. I think my mother is the biggest fan of this Quran study because she's Mashallah. been she's been um, listening to all the oh yeah listening to all the YouTube recordings. Mm-hmm. She's always Mashallah. telling me, oh, they said this and they said that. <laughs> it's quite funny. It's almost like she knows you better than me <laughs> when she talks <laughs> about you guys. It's like wow, <laughs> praise God. What's that? Your cousin also uh, he. The submitter, right? Maybe he can. Oh yeah, my nephew. Yeah. Nephew, yeah. Sorry, nephew. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I should tell him. It's just, what's the time? Yeah, it might be actually, might be more convenient for him to join your grand study. Inshallah. I guess I got a one. Go to. Uh-huh. Oh, Inshallah. Very good. Uh, so, uh, yes, thank you guys for uh, joining us. And God willing, our next study will be on uh, Saturday at 9.30 Pacific time. And I'm th- I guess our teacher will be Nudwat. God willing. And thank you. We'll see you then. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you.